just three black kings Giving our thoughts to society From politics, sports, music, and whatever subject fits the need We ain't trying to make a grand, we ain't trying to make a band We just want to know who's man I'm so happy to be here, blessings, I'm blessings, I'm blessed Taylor made life Got no kind Rocko Shock Welcome to the Who's Man's Podcast What up, though, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Who's Man's Podcast. I'm your host, Ron the Don, a.k.a. Mr. Taylor Maid. In the building with me, I got my man's Conrad. What's good with it, dude? Beautiful people. We're here live with y'all. Uh, can't wait to speak, talk to y'all, and uh, we've got some very interesting uh, topics to talk about today. So I'm going to pass it on to uh, the main man's, your best man's. Hey, y'all ready? Y'all ready? Get him. Get him. Go right through for MSU. Watch the boys keep hey. growing. Spartan teams are bound to win. Fighty win. Rah, rah, rah. See their team is We're going to win this game. Fight. Or U of M's ass. I love it. Hey, you know what it is. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> hey, I have the extreme pleasure of of introducing our guest for this week. I'm gonna let him introduce himself, though. You've heard his music at the start and the end of our podcast. Um, it's about time he joined us. So tell him who you are. Yo, what's up, everybody? Uh, I talked to Skip and I talked to Fox to see if it was okay if Shannon Shaw. Came on the podcast and I said, Skip, I'm just playing. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is, uh, <laughs> hey, quit making me laugh. What's up, everybody? This is Austin, man. Uh, just here joining the podcast today, man. I appreciate the guys for uh, inviting me out. Shout out to my roommate, Conrad, from the college days. Uh, thanks hey, for having hey, me hey. on. Looking forward to uh, indulging in some good conversations with everybody, man. Talk about sports, life, culture. Welcome to the Who's Bass Podcast. Had to be on today. <laughs> hey, Austin, how do you feel about um, hearing your your creation every week on our podcast with your songs? Man, it's pretty cool, actually. Uh, and, and I think it's cool because when I made it, and I think I told you all this when we were in uh, Texas earlier this year, when I made it, I like kind of got a, a visual of what everybody's reaction would be to the beat. So like I could hear Conrad like, hey, hey, and then Ryan, okay. <laughs> and then Brian, I don't know what Brian was doing. He was doing something foolish. He was like, like I could capture everybody's personality in a beat, but it was fun, man. I, you know, Conrad hit me up and said, Austin, make a beat. I was like, all right, man, I'll see what I can do. So I, I still got it a little bit on the music tip. Hey, yes, sir. Appreciate it, man. Really do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you definitely hooked us up real nice on that one. So I think. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> All right, well, before we start hopping into it, because we got a lot to go over, but let's just talk about this real quick. As it was alluded to earlier, we whooped they hey. ass. I got to say it. 
<laughs> the boys in green came through and, and won over the weekend and beat them bums over there in Ann Arbor. It was so beautiful. <laughs> it was so beautiful. Hey, watching them cold and depressed and not knowing what to do right? about it. <laughs> like, you know, half of them wanted to call home. Yeah. Like, mom, this is not how it's supposed to be, okay? <laughs> They're not supposed to win. We're <laughs> Yeah, I was so, I've never been so nervous watching the Michigan State Michigan game. Like, the whole time. The fact that it was that close. Yeah. And when that, when that dude dropped that wide open pass. Mm. I thought it was over. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, man, which time?" <laughs> no, I'm talking about the last when the la- the one that the go ahead first down for the win, basically. Uh, who I think it? Oh, I think yeah, it was yeah. uh, number thirteen that dropped it. I think that was his number. Was it? What was his name? Peoples Jones? Was that the wide receiver? Something like that. I, don't know. I can't he even didn't remember. Come through he for, the for the people. That's all I know. <laughs> 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 Man, oh, man, that was, was so good. much fun. Yeah, I know Austin that got was... a lot to say about that game. Oh yeah, you know I got a whole lot to say. I actually, so um, my fiance and I <laughs> shout out. Oh, 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 oh. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I, I, I cooked a special dinner for us that night and everything, and um, it was a late game, so she was asleep, and uh, I'm sitting on the couch. You know, throwing temper tantrums, screaming and yelling, like, what is this offensive coordinator doing? And uh, it came it came <laughs> down to the wire, and I didn't know Don was watching because um, she was asleep the whole time. And so when the guy dropped that pat, that Hail Mary pass in the end zone, she just jumped up, screaming and yelling, running around <laughs> my apartment. I was like, hold on. When did you wake up? I didn't even know. Like, are you yeah, I'm like, you got that Jay-Z, we don't sleep, we rest one eye up, mentality if you was watching that game. <laughs> hey, I yeah, gotta do this, exciting, though. Man. I, I wasn't happy with our offensive coordinator, but we got the W, so that's, that's all that matters. Hey, Austin. Breach. Austin. Whose man's is Dom for sleeping through that game? How do you sleep through that game? Like... <laughs> my blood pressure was so high. How could you? I mean, I know she's your man, but like, hey, how? Hey, I, th- I think my blood pressure was high enough to cover both of us, so she was able yes. to rest because I took on whatever blood pressure she had. <laughs> Such a good fiance right that's, there. That's, that's, I think she was asleep because I cooked her that good meal before the game started. She caught that, that fiance item. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, is it weird that she you got a fiance like you got a safe fiance? No, it's it's, like, it's so like... weird. It's weird, but it's it's the greatest feeling in the world, man. It's like when when I talk about it now, I like somebody say, "What did you do last weekend?" Like, "Oh, me and my fiance did this." Then I like sit back and think about it. Like, man, I'm engaged. I'm like literally out the game now. So it's a great feeling. I love you. You, you out there, boy? I'm out there, but. I got my nephew that I'm enjoying, so don't nobody ask about kids no time soon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as soon as you say I do, that's, that's at, real. at the reception, that's all that's going to be happening. That's, that's the next question after I do. have his cabbage patch kids. <laughs> 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 oh, man. 
Yeah, so. Oh, man. Okay. Well, I think it's time we're going to get down to business because we got a lot of, of people to identify in these streets tonight. It's going to be a lot of people, so bear with us, y'all. So before we get into some of the super serious stuff, I need to know a little bit. Help me out figure out what's going on with that dove stuff that was going on. Did y'all see that picture or video that was circulating on the, uh, the streets? Man, whose man's is dove? Like, so over the weekend, they came out with this. Because um, <laughs> I think they are crying right now. Uh, I ain't threw away my soap yet, but, you know, I ain't home yet. So I'm going to do it when I get home. But um, it came out this weekend. Dove had a online campaign where they showed it, it was up and down really quick. So not a lot of people got to see it. But, you know, a lot of people these days and age, you know, you can screenshot some screenshot something really quickly. And um, it showed a dark skinned black woman who we've come to find out is of Nigerian descent taking off her shirt and turning into this Caucasian woman. And I mean, that's a no, no to start because immediately everybody's like, well, what the hell are you trying to say, Dove? Um, now you let time go on a little bit, and we find out that, they, hey, there's another woman that comes after it, and I'm not sure of uh, where she's from, and I'm, I don't want those problems, so I'm not going to speculate. But uh, <laughs> let's just say she was darker than the Caucasian lady. So a lot of people say, hey, they're overreacting. Why are you, uh, you know, you didn't see the full ad. Dove came out and said, look, we're stupid, because you are, and we should have uh, uh, handled this better. Um, where do you guys fall, though? Like, what do you think? Was was people overreacting? Is Dove stupid? Or both? I, I got to say, I'm falling into the overreacting camp right about now. Because, like, yeah, it wasn't a good <laughs> move, but really, though, it, was it really that deep? I don't know. Um, it's, not the, it's also not the first time I've ever seen... Um, or at least first time I've ever seen uh, black people used in like a cleaning commercial where they're considered to be dirty and, and um, either someone who's lighter than them is, is the depiction of clean. Uh, a while back, there was that uh, ad in China they were using to uh, promote laundry detergent. And it was with this, uh, it's a Asian descent and, um, they had this, like, it's a seductive scene where this black guy is approaching this Asian girl and this music and all that to set up the, the, um, the theme. And the girl is in a laundry room. And right before the black dude is about to, like, approach her, she, like, pushes him away and tells him to get in the, in the laundry, in the, in the washer, my bad. And then uses the brand of detergent they were trying to use to promote it. And when it was done, he came out as this clean Asian dude. So basically, washed away the dirt and got herself a an Asian guy. So it's not the first time. It's not the first time I've seen this. But my thing is, um, where was like the marketing team? Where was PR the PR team? Like, like before, like yeah, Dove is out here saying we're sorry, we should have done this better. You you were watching it for like. You can't tell me, like, it went straight from your marketing team right to TV. Like, <laughs> I'm not a marketing major. I'm, I don't have, you know, that background. But common sense is it has to go through everyone. Everyone has to sit down and be like, okay, yeah, we messed with this ad. Like, it's going to promote our 
brand and bring us money. So that's where I'm just confused on how the heck that happened. And it seems like that's uh, (laughs) – go ahead, Austin. Oh, I'm sorry. But, no, I I mean, I think this – what they didn't consider is the perception of what the ad would would present. I mean, because you think you had a Nigerian woman and then the next woman following after that was a Caucasian woman. So they should have had the wherewithal to know that what was going to happen is exactly what's happening now is everybody screenshots the one – the one part from the commercial, they don't even screenshot the entire commercial. They just screenshot the one part, and they should have known that everybody was going to nitpick at that, which is happening. And uh, I think a lot of people are just not informed about the full commercial, never gave themselves the opportunity to see the full commercial. But to your point, Conrad, the people in the marketing room got to see that, see those things and know that, wait, the perception of this won't be, won't be good. I think it's a great ad to say that our product transcends across all races, but I think our message, I think we need to get our message across differently than how we're going to do it. Sure. So, <clears throat> I mean, I, I get where you're coming from where they definitely should have had someone to point that out because, I mean... To Austin's point, it is pretty obvious that someone's going to nitpick at that, especially in the age we're in today. But I still feel like people are just reaching because they want something to be upset about. Like, it's one of those things where you know what they were going for. And you know, like, okay, you could have did this better, but you really didn't do anything that bad. Like, the backlash has been way too much, I feel like, for this. I feel like, I, I guess where I disagree is, like, coming from the marketing background, to your point, Conrad, when you roll out a campaign, it goes by so many different eyes. And for no one in their office, I remember we talked about Pepsi earlier this year, for no one to think like, hey, do you think this will be a problem showing that a black woman in a brown t-shirt goes or transitions into a white woman in a white t-shirt, and we're talking about a cleaning product of some sort, you don't think that'll be a problem? Like, no one mentioned that or or probably would actually happen. No one listened to that objection. I just feel like, who does the thinking over there? And while I do think, I, I, I don't even know if I could say they had good intentions because, you know, I wasn't part of the campaign or the process. It's just, how many more times does this ha- have to happen before companies and groups figure out that, hey, including as many different voices in the process is important versus just getting the product or getting the message out there. Like you have to have a diverse perspective in the room to make sure that you're getting to the right audience and you're not screwing it up. Cause to your point, Ron, maybe they, maybe they were trying to be positive in this, but that's not what we're talking about now. That's not what people are, are, that's not what's trending. People throwing away their products now all over social media. Um, and now they have to apologize over a, I think it was only a three second ad. Like, mm-hmm. is it worth it? Yeah. Like, people couldn't even take three seconds out of their day to see the ad in its entirety to know that it wasn't just a Nigerian woman and a Caucasian woman. Yeah. And to be fair, the Nigerian uh, model in the campaign came out and defended the ad and said that, hey, she knows that that was not their atten- their intention. 
And she appreciates the fact that they gave her the platform to show that beauty comes in all shades. Um, I appreciate her for doing that. I understand why she's doing that. But still, the fact remains, like, do better. It's like, I guess, like, since we're on the subject of beauty products, the, the one that needs to be talked about is the Nivea ad that showed a picture. It was a lady, and all you could see was her hair. Let's be honest. Her hair was, like, the texture that of a white, of a Caucasian woman. And at the bottom of the screen, it said, like, white is pure. And that one completely got swept oh, under the rug. And so, you know, I don't want to, you know, segue into another topic, but that's just something to go along with this beauty product stuff. It's like, y'all got to be careful how y'all market. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that's saying true, that. I never even heard about <laughs> yeah, that I remember one. seeing that. Well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see, but. Dill, y'all better so get your my... mans, whoever's, <laughs> whoever's out there. Yeah. <laughs> so do y'all use Dove? Because that's my only soap I got. <laughs> so, hey, I don't know. <laughs> hey, do I need... Y'all know every year during college basketball season, Tom Izzo, he's on those uh, Dove commercials where they interview the coaches. Damn it. He's like, whoa, you know, I got to be clean when I'm out on the court coaching Miles Bridges <laughs> and all of those guys. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I think, like, we're so, and we'll, like, like this is a pattern in our topics today but one thing i've noticed in this era is we're so quick to jump to like boycotting and protesting things um not sometimes not necessarily knowing the full background of the story and okay yes even if you do disagree people are so quick to shut out and shut down things um and with something like this i feel like it's a little like ron said overblown to like start throwing soap away and all this stuff Shoot, what if your skin is what Dove works for best? Like, that's what, you know, even if it's controversy, but like Brian's saying, Dove is the only soap that doesn't dry my skin out or doesn't make me, you know, itch and all that. So are you going to throw away your soap because of that? Hey, I just think about it. Thank you, my skin is not itching. I'm about to hit a sensitive, sensitive spot. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> My bad, bro. <laughs> hey, anyways, man. Oh, man. Now people going to be looking at me like, every time I scratch, now. Every time I scratch, it's like, whoa, what's going on here? It's that dove. It's that the right soap today, Brian? He went from dove to woodpecker. <laughs> 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 Oh, man. All right, we, we didn't even spend too much more time on that one. I got something else I want to ask y'all about because my timeline was blowing up yesterday about all this type of passports and Jordan talk. And I was like, what is everyone even talking about? Because I never even saw the original message. So finally, this morning, we was able to talk about it. And I found out. Y- y'all know who Amanda Seals is? Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't know her name until today, but I know of her now. Yeah, she the one on insecure. That's crazy. right. So for the people who don't know, <laughs> right there you go Whatever, that's what I'm saying <laughs> she definitely pregnant we're gonna find out with whose baby though that's the thing whose baby is this so Amanda Seal <laughs> what, is, um, what is her name on Insecure I forgot I don't know I don't know her name girl. What, her name oh, isn't you know isn't Tiffany isn't? yeah she's the bougie friend of Issa well does she play herself as Amanda 
Or am I tripping? Basically, she does because it seems like her personality on the show is no, the same it's, as it is. It's in Tiffany. Real life. It's Tiffany. It's Tiffany. It's Tiffany. Yeah, it's there, yeah, Tiffany. Tiffany. Yeah. Yeah. So Tiffany on Insecure, real name Amanda Seals. So she put out some tweets uh, either Sunday or Monday where she was basically just coming at people or who she feels like aren't living life the best way. So I'm gonna quote the tweets real quick for anyone who hasn't seen them. It goes, it's three of them, and they all basically have the same, you know, mantra. It starts off with, if you're buying Jordans and Nike suits, but you don't blank. So if you're buying Jordans and Nike suits, but you don't have a credit card, you're losing. If you're buying them, but you don't have a passport, you're losing. If you're buying them, but you're sleeping on the air mattress, you're losing. So basically, she just she coming at anyone who ain't got a passport. Which up until earlier this year was me, low key. So I feel slapped. <laughs> so you don't know my life, <laughs> but no, what y'all feel about that overall? <laughs> about the, her comments? So, uh, Kyra, what you think about it? Huh? I'll go first. What you think about what she said? All right. So for me, I don't. I feel like she was again like the backlash was a little over the top for her. I don't think she necessarily because people were making this saying that you know while she's out here pushing the poor people. Can't have nice thing narrative. She's uh, <laughs> out here like there was something saying about her uh, being a black person that Sarisha doesn't understand the people where she came from or blah blah like all these contexts and I can see I guess where people are getting mad, but I also at the same time I don't feel like she's necessarily saying that you shouldn't like you shouldn't have those things, but you should also look for things that can. Because, okay, for my sense, I don't have Jordans. I don't buy Jordans. I got lugs because I'm out here. <laughs> <laughs> you got the Burberry lugs? Hey, chill, bro. I got, got, got Burberry. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know anything about Jordans and Nike suits. <laughs> but, like, the way I'm looking at it is she's trying to, like, first of all, there's already this, like, perception that black people don't travel. Black people don't go to see the world. They don't leave their close-knit communities to explore what's outside of the world. And I noticed that when I moved to the U.S. going and being like, going to the small black community that was in my city, some people have never left the city within itself. And there's nothing wrong with buying Jordans and Nikes and stuff, but you should also purchase something that you're going to learn from. What you're going to learn from buying Jordans and Nike suits? What are you, you going to grow as a person for buying Jordans and Nike suits all the time? When you're in line and waiting for these shoes to drop, but you have other priorities that you should be wor- worried about, you know? And I think that's what she was saying. Like, if you're sleeping on an air mattress at home and you're spending money on Jordans, when you could, you could be sleeping, can you spend that money? They bring you like a nice, a nicer bed so you feel comfortable, but... Somebody can argue and say maybe they they want that air mattress and they feel like they want to spend their money on luxurious things with Jordans. But to me, I, I look at it as like she's trying to say, like, don't spend all your money on things that you're not going to like grow from as a person. Like you can enjoy those Jordans. I have friends who buy Jordans. I have <laughs> for instance, Jared is the biggest Jordan freak. I know. He Team buys Jordan all the don't count. This dude. Team Jordans don't count. <laughs> That's <laughs> fire. Uh, so, like, but this dude travels the world. He gets to see all these different aspects. And there's also people say, well, we don't have the money for it. You don't have. She didn't say, you go, go buy a passport right now and go drop money to get a ticket right now and then go all the way to wherever you want to go Europe, Africa. 
you got there's in between that you have to budget, you have to you know set your priorities. You know this money goes here, this money goes there. But I think what she's, I think what she's really talking to is like the black culture part where we materialize, where we like are materializing things of like lux, like luxury as far as like like they say the stereotypes of Jordans and chains and all this stuff. These people are decked out in all these nice things, but when you go back to their house, things don't look like they have that money to be spending that. You know. So that's how I looked at it. I didn't look at it as her like bashing poor people. I think it was more of like, hey, if you don't have these things in your life and you're buying all these like Jewish things, like what 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 is your priorities in your life? So that's how I took it. So I kind of I back her on that. I really back her on that. Like, go out and explore. That's I think I think it's an issue of like people are guilty of the offense that was brought about because they realize like, man, you know, she's right. Um, you know, I don't, I don't have a mattress. I don't have this. I've never been outside of X city, but I got 30 pair of Jordans. I mean, if you do the math, that's a lot of money. I think, and I saw this a couple of years ago, it was a story where, um, this guy, every time a pair of Jordans was released, he would take whatever the price on those shoes were, he would take it and put it in his son's bank account. And by the time his son graduated from college, his college was paid off in full because of what his dad did to show him the value of the dollar that you could save from, you know, not buying this shoe. I mean, I, I got a couple pairs of Jordans. I mean, I've, I've had the same two pairs since my sophomore year in high school. I keep them crispy. But, um, but I, but, but yeah, I, I agree, man. I, I don't, I don't think she was throwing shade at all, man. I think it was just the, the fact of as, as African Americans, we need to prioritize the correct ways because our values and in, in what we see as important in our lives is wrong, and, and we need to change that. One thing I do disagree with, though, Connor, uh, Ron, did, did, I, if I heard correctly, you said she said if you got Jordans and not a credit card, you need to get it together. Like I personally, I wouldn't suggest getting a credit card and pay cash for your Jordans if you don't have them. But overall, <laughs> but overall, man, I like I like like Conrad said. I don't think she was throwing shade. She was just trying to let people know, like it's so much in this world that we could see, and you can get more value out of traveling and going to see things than having a pair of Jordans. That's all that's gonna do is change your mind for a quick second when you go to the club. Be like, oh, I can't walk regular. I gotta walk slow foot so I don't cuff my shoes or I don't. said that perfectly uh austin i think it's all about priorities and how you prioritize your stuff and look a lot of people don't like hearing this stuff because to your point they look (laughs) they look around they go home and it's like oh she's talking about me well fuck that you can't talk about me i'm gonna come back at you and tell you how you bougie and all this stuff the real thing is look you gotta do better all right I can I know so many people, uh, uh, I ain't gonna go there. But so many people who have the newest shoes, newest pants, 
the 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 women have the the red bottoms as they call it, and now Cardi B got y'all thinking like you got to do it, and we are not making no type of money moves, um, and all of this new stuff, but they don't have you know no four hundred one k, they they can't tell you about what's in their savings account, they can't tell you about the places they've been, and look while that may sound like oh you think you're better than me, no. It's I want better for you. And this is the only way I know how to like wake you up. If I can piss you off, then maybe that'll wake you up to do something differently. And I think that's where she was coming from. Maybe she didn't use the right forum. Maybe she didn't uh, use the right brands. I don't know. But uh, I agree with everything she said. You should be striving. If those are not on like your to-do list or your your vision board or... I know I'm saying stuff here that you're like, I don't even have that stuff either. <laughs> That's probably where you should start. You should start setting goals for yourself and say, hey, I need some of these things. And I know some of y'all going to come at me, but I really don't care because uh, try me. Hey. Last point that I, that I want to say is like, and if you're that infatuated with Nike and Jordan, why not take the money that you'll spend on the shoe, save it up for a month or two on the new releases, and invest it, own a part of the company, buy buy some shares of it, and that way, not only are you not only are you wearing Jordans, but you're like basically a part owner in the Jordan brand and in the Nike brand. True, that's very true. I agree with all that, but there is a certain piece of this that I feel like I disagree with a lot that you guys don't. So I feel like I'm gonna have to be a devil's advocate here, and. You I think what, what I want to speak specifically on is the part <laughs> I own that, <laughs> but like I want to speak specifically on the part where she says talking about people who don't have a passport because I feel like there are people out there who I, I'm not talking about people out there who are like you know struggling, don't have bank accounts, don't have all that, but they buy all these nice stuff and they don't you know they can't even afford their rent and all that. Those people definitely do need to get it together. But there are people out there who are just living their lives, taking care of the business. They like buying nice things that we may consider unnecessary and they don't necessarily like to travel so why are we trying to assign our value system to them and tell them that they need to go out and experience these things that they may not even care about that's not going to bring them happiness why can't we let them just do their own thing and not try to force them to do what we think is going to make them happy because they work for us i don't i don't think that was her trying to like push her views off on somebody i think she just used the passport as an example i don't think she's saying get a passport versus jordan's it was like i said it was just an example that she was using like you know like somebody may not want to travel the world but they're really passionate about missionary work or something so instead of buying jordans take that you know a couple hundred dollars save it up so you can do a mission trip somewhere in the united states instead of you know going out to buy jordan so like i said i don't think it was exclusively about the passport that was just an example that she yeah, and I feel bad because a lot of people use like, oh, you got all these Jordans and you got all these nice clothes and, but you don't have this. Look, it could be anything. You going out to eat every night. Uh, you, you, uh, going to every concert there is or you doing everything but taking care of home and making sure that you're set up for a future of some type of success that you're setting up your kids or something. For success, I think, I think a lot of people are getting hung up on. Oh, she's talking about these name brands that I may own versus me doing this other stuff. 
Where, look, you can look at your life and say, well, I do waste a lot of money here. And maybe if I, if I chose to, to invest differently or save differently, I can, I can both partake in that activity and also set myself up to experience something else in the future. Or get engaged. So then at the end of the day, would you just say her message was tone deaf? Say that again. So at the end of the day, I guess would you say her message is just tone deaf? Because I think com- coming from someone who may have like already been going through this struggle, who's like coming out of it, yeah, they can say these type of things. But when you have someone who's already rich and famous, you know, on TV, trying to say these things, then yeah, it just comes off as classist and elitist, and that's how she, she gets the type of backlash because it's like she's looking down on us. Well, did she apologize at all? Why should she have to apologize? I'm I hope not. No, 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 no. I'm not saying she has to. I'm saying if she did not apologize, then I think she did exactly what she was trying to do. She knew it was going to piss off some people, but she felt like it was something she had to say. So I, I wish more people were like that. Like I don't care where I, I don't care if I'm on TV. I don't care if I got a good job. I don't care if I'm sitting right next to you, <laughs> um, as your friend or something. If I got to call you out, I'm gonna call you out, and you may hate me. I may trend for a day, but guess what? At some point, you're going to have to look in the mirror and say, well, damn, was she talking to me? And if she was, well, what am I going to do about it? And a lot of people are going to leave that conversation going, well, F Amanda, F her character on Insecure. She bougie anyway, which is all of what's happening on um, Twitter and stuff. But look, Amanda doing just fine, I think. I think that's what she would say. I'm doing, like, I saw this video of her. This is a side note. On Instagram, I hope my girlfriend not listening, but she did like this handstand and fell into a pool. And she started talking <laughs> about how her exes, her exes must miss miss her. I was like, you damn right they must miss you. <laughs> the way you just splashed in that pool. Uh, I think Amanda doing just fine. And she like, look, I want y'all to do, I want y'all to do better. <laughs> I, hey, hey, you're right. You're right. Let me shut up. Rock, <laughs> before I get in trouble. I already got in trouble last week. I can't do two weeks in a row. <laughs> he just can't get it done. Hey, I'm gonna give a, a shameless. Oh. I'm gonna give a little shameless plug. Um, since we're talking about traveling, um, I'm gonna give a quick shout out to a uh, OCAT family member, uh, Sarita Darby, um, and she is doing this movement called Wonderless Revolution. And it hits on topics such as this, as about like black people who um, don't get a chance to travel. And um, she helps that happen, uh, especially for the people in Detroit. And she like um, helps set up fundraisers to like get these people passports. And like she's, you know, sharing all these places people can go for cheap. And she has a blog. So shout out to Sarita for doing that. I think that's very awesome because I saw a lot of people saying, well, you know, people don't can't afford to travel and people can't do this to travel. But, well, here's a prime example of what you can do and you should follow her. So hit her up on Facebook, on Instagram, Wanderlust Revolution. And I think it's awesome what she's doing because the more people travel, the more black people travel, the more they'll see there's more out in this world than, you know, than what they see at home or in the United States. And there's a lot more love outside the world, too. So. Shout out to her. Yeah, so shout out to her for that. 
All right, bro. All right, Dean. Y'all ready to go ahead and keep it moving? All right, so before we move on to some of the um, sports-related topics, let's go ahead and take a quick minute to talk about some things a little bit more positive. So let's do our drink to that section. B-Shock, you got something for us? <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Here's what I want y'all to do. Look, I don't care what y'all going to say. You know where I'm going with this. 20 years ago, all right, this year, there was an album released called The Velvet Rope. It was by one of the most influential artists of our lifetime, all right? Deal with it. Um, I want to say two things. One, I want to say the fact that, hey, I think that that this person, well, I'm not going to go there because we talked about it last week. We already know how I feel about it. So I'll go to my second point, which is, the fact that there is music out there, and I'm sure everybody on this podcast, everybody listening has an album. Hopefully you have an album that you can think of. And if you don't, at least you got a few songs you can think of that kind of changed your life and kind of changed how you thought about things. And 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 you can go back to when you feel in some type of way, uh, good, bad, different, whatever it may be. This is one of them. 20 years ago, The Velvet Rope was released, and I just want to say shout out to Miss Shatson, because I'm nasty. All right, I'll pass it on. I could have said more, but I stopped myself. Y'all should be proud of me. I appreciate you for that. (laughs) (laughs) I truly did hold back. (laughs) Cool. Awesome. What you got? What else you got? You said, you said Austin? Oh, okay. Uh, So, I got, I got two drinks to that. Uh, The first one, man, actually, we're going to drink communion juice to this one. Uh, goes out to my dad, man. So, <laughs> whatever, man. So, this, how do you communion first commune to that? I'm gonna call it commune to that. Goes out to my dad, man. I don't know if uh, if everybody knows, but my parents they've been in ministry this year for 35 years. They've had their own church, and um. My dad just got promoted to a bishop within our denomination. My denomination is a Church of God in Christ. And um, so, you know, with that promotion comes, like, more responsibility uh, from a spiritual perspective on a national level uh, for my for my dad as well as my mom. And uh, actually, Brian will be in St. Louis in, um, in November because it's like the installation service for his promotion at our uh, convocation out that's in uh, St. Louis every year. So, like I said, I want to commune to that, to my father on his promotion. Proud of you, Dad. Love you. Uh, hey, second thing. Hey, Austin. Bishop Rats. McMurray. Bishop McMurray, man. Shout yeah. Out, out. Hey, Austin, for 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 our listeners in Grand Rapids, what's the name of the church? Okay. So, the name of our church is uh, Renaissance the Church of God in Christ. It's uh, uh, 1133rd Street off of Eastern. Uh, Sunday worship service starts at 1030. Uh, Thursday night Bible study starts at 7 o'clock. Make your way to church. Get you some, get, get a word in if, if you're feeling spiritual. Um, and then my second drink to that goes out to you three guys. Uh, my brothers from other mothers. Uh, Ron, Conrad, and Brian, I appreciate y'all for having me on the podcast. It's an honor to be able to be a part. So definitely want to drink to y'all. Now. Hey. Are we on community or are we on the drink track? <laughs> 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 I'm, 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 I'm a commune, y'all. 
So y'all livers won't be mad at y'all. It seems like every week y'all get right. mad at y'all. So we gonna forgive them this, this week. <laughs> I don't wanna make a mistake and commune when I'm supposed to be drinking. <laughs> That's all I'm supposed to be doing. What do you say? You get the bread and you sober up. <laughs> You're right. Hey. Oh, man. Well, mine is, uh, so, let's see, we still got a couple, uh, couple more minutes before, uh, it's October, October 10th, so it's World Mental Health Day. And, uh, so it's a big shout out to, um, I, I, that was pretty cool, at least on social media. A lot of people were sharing, uh, moments in their lives where they felt like they were down and were had, had, were facing a lot of, uh, mental health challenges. And I thought it was really cool that the, that motivational quotes, um, things that they, a lot of people were tweeting and music that got them through, um, tough times. And I also love that people were, um, educating others on mental health and not necessarily putting it under, um, depression and uh, trying to like educate people knowing that it's more than that is, you know, like a psychosis and, um, they had a lot of different um, verbiage and body language and just making sure people take the time to um, self-reflect on themselves, um, taking the time to, if the opportunity is there, to talk to someone. And I also love that people are reminding them that don't just use today as a day to um, shine light on World Mental Health Day. I feel like it's something that we should be shining on every single day because I know like um, social media is really good at putting things out and then it disappears and dissipates, but things like this need to continue. And on days like this, it should be like a beacon for everyone that those beacons should keep going for the rest of the month, the year, because I've had friends that have gone through a lot of mental health issues, um, have friends that struggle with it from time to time. So it's a serious thing and it's a big thing in the black community. Um, because a lot of times we're, um, you know, scared to express our feelings, especially black males, um, and at least a lot of negative things in the end. So just keep on shining light on people who are struggling. If you know anyone, um, reach out to them. You don't have to make it such a big deal, but any, any time you see someone or know someone that has those issues, make sure you reach out to them because you never know what can, what can be eating at them and you never know that thing can grow and the next day they decide to do something they should have never done. So um, big shout out to that. And so that was my drink to that. So it was really amazing to see that today. Yeah. Word, word. Second all of that. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Well, yeah, let's go ahead and jump back into it then. So our guest, Austin, you got something you want to kick us off yeah, with? Yeah, man. So before I, before I start this story, uh, I want to send my condolences uh, to the family of Officer Floyd East, um, he left behind a wife and two daughters. Uh, so I mentioned his name because there was a student at Texas Tech by the name of Hollis Daniels uh, that shot and killed uh, Officer Floyd East. Um, he shot and killed. He shot him in the head um, and killed him as he was going into the uh, into the police station to be processed and everything. Uh, Hollis, the guy that, that murdered the police officer, wasn't in handcuffs, and he was armed and had a gun on him, so he pulled his gun out and shot the police officer in the head, and he actually fled from the scene, and um, law enforcement, they, they captured him yesterday, 
And so now he's going to be charged with capital murder. And, like, I bring that story up uh, just to kind of bring up Colin Kaepernick's whole point of protesting is no matter what race a person is, you must treat everybody equally, whether that person is, you know, an athlete, whether that person is a salesperson, whether that person is a criminal. And especially in this case when it's a, when he's a criminal because he was up for some drug charges. And to handle him with such small amount of care shows, like I said, shows why everybody should have equal treatment because you don't know the mental state. You know, Conrad just brought up mental illness, mental health. You don't know the mental state of this suspect when they're in your custody. So they should always be detained and in cuffs at all times. I mean, how many times do we see situations like this when there's an African-American involved and it seems like they never leave the handcuffs. Even when they get in the jail cell, they never leave the handcuffs. So this goes to my point again, uh, what Colin Kaepernick was protesting with, everybody must be treated with equality and justice because you never know what ends up happening. So again, I say rest in peace to Officer Floyd East and uh, you know, may God rest upon his family. Man, that's crazy to me. Right. It's just I think um they just lifted the like lockdown at Texas Tech like, a couple hours ago, um, so uh, it's 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 so hard to like even find words to like really talk about this because it's so common now. I feel like the, I'm just a tape recorder saying the same thing over and over. Um, we all know how Texas is with laws as far as guns, and Ron said a couple episodes like. Episodes ago, people didn't carry swords. Um, but in this case, it's just, I feel like, as Austin was saying, it was simple. If you had put the dude in handcuffs, that officer would be here today. But, I mean, for me, I really don't have much else to say other than condolences to the family, like y'all said. And it's just, I hope, I'm not a big uh, advocate for the death sentence, but I really hope justice serves for this dude. Because um, that's just, that's just. I don't know how you can just physically stand up and shoot someone in the face, in the head. Um, so uh, I don't know what y'all guys think. Uh, yeah, I just hearing you talk about, and well, just going off of your point on why Colin Kaepernick is or was and is um, protesting the system, if you will. Um, I know a lot of people may listen to the podcast and you see all this stuff going on and thank you to all those listeners and you may say, hey, I can't wait for you guys to talk about what's going on in the NFL, Pence walking out the game and 45 talking about the protests and uh, uh, Jerry Jones being an idiot, like all that stuff is out there and we could have talked about it, but we choose not to because... Honestly, it, 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 it's not what Colin was doing or what, what he was out there, what, what he was out there trying to promote, which is, hey, the fact that, hey, we need to figure out what's going on with police brutality in this, in this country. And while everyone is making it into a circus show, like, there's a real conversation that needs to be had. And my only prayer is that no other people have to die. Uh, before we're willing to accept that. So. Yeah, man. I mean, there really ain't too much else I can, I can add on to it. Like I said, condolences to the family, and hopefully we can 
find ways to stop this type of stuff from happening. So I think we can just go ahead and keep moving right on to the next thing. I think it relates really strongly to uh, something that happened recently to one of our Spartan sisters and really Detroit sisters. So I'm not going to take too much of the shine from it. Brian, you want to go ahead and, and talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I do. Uh, you know, my phone is cutting all right now so I can get my notes. Uh, Jamel Hill. Hey, first of all, let's just start here. Jamel, um, I love you. I, I know they love you too, but I love you. And, you know, if you got, it looks like you got a little bit of time here. It's not fair, but you have it. If you just want to check your Twitter and check your DMs, because I've been sending you messages like, hey, follow me. I'll be a good best friend. Nothing romantic. I'm not trying to do that. Okay. I'm just trying to make this a friend connection because I think, I feel like we would rock. All right. Oh, okay. So this uh, happened this weekend as well when Jerry Jones sent out his communication, whatever it was. Who cares what he said? He's an idiot. Uh, basically all about money. Jamel came out and said, look, these people aren't going to feel the wrath of, of of our power until we hit them where it hurts, which is in their pockets. Um, she had a few different tweets that came out um, over the weekend and ESPN who honestly, I feel like they've been itching to do this uh, for a while because to me, this is all a ploy to get more ratings, but I'm not going to go down that route. Um, so they suspended her for two weeks. Look, we said it a few weeks ago. We're going to say it now and I'll say it forever. Uh, Jamel, we stand with you. Um, Michael Smith, we appreciate how you stand next to Jamel. It, it just came out that he's only... Uh, he's going to host the show solo because he refuses to host with another person while she's out. Um, Jamel came out earlier today and thanked him for kind of his loyalty. And like, that's the friend you kind of want. It's someone when the stuff goes down and it don't look right, who's going to stand there with you? So we appreciate all of her colleagues. Um, Look, they all look like us. (laughs) All of her colleagues sticking together and saying, you know, this is not right. We should have a voice and we should be able to tell the truth, which is all that she's doing. How do you guys feel about um, what's going on with Jamel? Call bullshit and all that. Because on Brian? No, 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 no. I didn't love it. suspension um it's just if you if you uh are a big espn um follower and you watch a lot of the shows on espn and if you hear shows like uh, mike and mike or uh what is it the herd is that what it's called the herd um there's a bunch of shows yeah, there's a bunch of shows that these guys say a lot of controversial things. A lot of controversial things. And they're on live television. Jamel is tweeting. And no repercussions. Just like us. Yeah, no repercussions. If anything, she's she's following what this so-called leader is doing. She's tweeting her her opinions and her feelings. Um, and she's getting uh, a penalty for it, which I just think is so unfair. And I feel like this is their way of saying, well, we're going to use her as an example. 
it ain't gonna stop her. It's not gonna stop her. It's just, yeah, it's just like, <laughs> damn. It's like, uh, it's just a sign saying that she's gonna come back. And I, and knowing Jamel, she knows how to clap back. She's still gonna find a way to use her platform. And so this little suspension they did, I feel like it's gonna make it worse for ESPN. Cause I honestly think the two top shows on ESPN are their shore, their, the six, and, uh, what is it with, Sh- uh, Sharper? What's, um, Dispute? Un- Undisputed. That, that's on Fox. Undisputed, yeah. That, that's not on ESPN. That's Fox Skip. Uh, you see? See? My bad, man. <laughs> Had to do my Shannon show. <laughs> <laughs> well, Thanks, Shannon. <laughs> our first take. It doesn't matter, but no one else watches ESPN. I, for, I mean, like, top 10? Whack. I used to watch that faithfully. I don't even watch that anymore. So, just losing ratings. Keep losing ratings. I haven't watched ESPN. That's This is the first thing I like. I was talking about, like, boycott and stuff. I haven't really watched ESPN since, you know, Y'all. other than that. <laughs> Did y'all, so, did y'all see uh, 45 yeah. oh, tweet? Oh, I'm sorry. Did y'all see uh, no, go 45, ahead. Brother 45 tweet that said Jamel Hill is the reason why ESPN ratings have plummeted? Yep. Crazy, man. It, it, like, Fake news. It, it just bothers me that Jamel Hill gets more slander for, uh, for calling out facts than a president that publicly says at a rally in Alabama that caused players that protest SOBs or that says um, at a, at like a, I guess hurricane relief, uh, relief rally, you guys are really inconveniencing our budget. And so it's like, you know, you, you got a president that's saying all of this stuff. That's horrible. He's done horrible things. He said horrible things, but Jamel Hill gets more chastisement for tweeting something. And, and, and it bothers me, man. And, and, and it just kind of shows where the control and where's pe- where people's priorities are when it comes to what's morally right and what's morally wrong. What's next, man, Brian? <laughs> Ron, what you it's, think? It's frustrating, though. It is definitely frustrating. Because, I mean, on one hand, I definitely understand that ESPN, you know, you can't have people disparaging your you know your partners your advertisers but there's better ways to handle the situation like to shut up this uh try to silence her like that that was the wrong way to handle it and it really looks bad upon them but like like conrad said i thought i'll be watching the next couple weeks i probably won't be watching it again so i'll see her face again i, I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised. you know what i low-key can't wait for her to come back <laughs> i honestly i wouldn't be surprised because you know she's gonna have like a comeback video right i wouldn't be surprised if <laughs> right. espn lets her go if i'm being 100 percent honest oh yeah and then well, you know she what they gonna do, Michael, Skip. Michael, oh, Michael, nice. Michael gone. Yeah. What they gonna do, Skip? They gonna come over the box and I'm undisputed. Enjoy me, you, Skip. <laughs> 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 hey, you know what I really hope? I wish that, I wish that, I wish that some of our black owned, it's, it's few and far between, uh, channels were more supported. And we could hire uh, Jamel and Michael and move that show to, I mean, look, it's important for everyone to hear their message, whether they get pissed off or not. But at the same time, it's also it's also important that they are supported to speak their minds and say what they feel. And, like, if we can move them to, like, a, well, BT's not really black on anymore. 
<laughs> TV One. TV One Century. Oh, Century. But yeah, you know, one of those where we actually own it and control it. And we say, hey, go talk about sports. We'll be there to support you. Say what you feel. That would be cool. That would be dope. But I also realized that, look, it's important for them to be on ESPN and say how they feel and and re- or, and suffer through the consequences because, look, people need to hear it. But we love you, Jamel. Yeah, we definitely stand with Jamel on this podcast. All right, so <laughs> go white. All right, so before we move on to our closing uh, topics, let me go ahead and do a little bit of promo for us real quick. So y'all hearing us talk about a lot of stuff tonight, but if y'all not hearing us talk about something you want us to cover, feel free to reach out to us. Let us know what's on your mind, or if you want to give us some of your input on any of these topics, we want to hear what you want, to, what you got to say. We'll share it with everyone else as well. We can keep this conversation going as long as y'all want. So y'all can get at us a bunch of ways. Y'all can come to the Gmail inbox. That's Who's Man's Podcast at Gmail dot com. Uh, we you can follow us on SoundCloud and Apple. Uh, I what is it? Apple Podcast. There you go. Follow us on there. Make sure that if you are following us, you leave us a review for us because that's how we make sure you know we climb up them charts and people can actually see us and everything on there. If you want to follow us on social media, we on Facebook, we on Twitter, Instagram. It's at Who's Man's Podcast on everything. Just search that. You'll find us. We'll take any any feedback, suggestions, thoughts, questions. Jokes, riddles, just death inbox, man. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it, whatever. Hey, we uh, even if definitely show us some love. If uh, some of our listeners right. aren't listening or uh, leaving us reviews, um, we've been checking our stats, and uh, we know that you guys are listening and playing our promos, or you know, checking us out on Instagram. So we know you're there. So we appreciate that a lot. So we just take it to the next level, and you know, actually leave a comment or something. Don't do like the Dove commercial. Leave details. Hey, we want to talk to y'all. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, so let's go ahead and move into the closing topics. We got a couple more people we need to talk about. Conrad, you want to go ahead and uh, start us off? <laughs> All right. So this weekend, after uh, Michigan State, you know, got the dub. Um, hey, <laughs> got in a got in a big debate with. Uh, female at this party I was at and we got into this we're talking about sports and she's a big Phillies Philadelphia Eagles fan and um, also um, so we're talking about all the players she liked at that play for the Eagles and I agree with some of them and I asked her how come she didn't have uh, Michael Vick on that list and she followed with you know Vick is an awful person and doesn't deserve to make millions of dollars for what he has done. And um, so I know majority of everyone knows the history of Michael Vick. So I cut it straight to the point <laughs> and I said, um, all right. All right. I followed with, well, you know, he did his time and he's currently using his platform to like educate others about his mistakes, like um, speaking against animal cruelty and uh, hosting all these seven on seven tournaments for like the youth and under um, unrepresented cities and urban cities. Just, you know, he's out there doing trying to be the best that he can be and show that, you know, all these younger kids not to 
um, make the same mistakes. Um, so then she continues saying it doesn't matter. He's supposed to be a role model from the beginning. And if you go to jail more than twice, you don't deserve all that money or all that success. Because it's basically depicting that if you are a celebrity of his caliber and you mess up more than once and you're still succeeding and making all this money, these kids are looking up to you like, well, if I mess up, I have another chance and I can, um, you know, go to jail and get out and still make money. So let's just to, uh, I'm going to cut out all the rest of that because we, it was, it was probably a rough time to have this conversation. It was like four in the morning. But pretty much my question is, um, I've got a couple of questions, is at what point is jail not enough? Because someone goes to jail once or twice or however many times they go to jail. They get out of jail, so they served their time, and then they're looked down on by society, can't get jobs. If they're felons, they can't even vote. So was giving up their civil right and liberties enough of a punishment for multiple offenders? And also, as part of that question is, do athletes and public figures have to have the obligations to be role models? So I'm going to throw that out there. Whoever wants to uh, jump at it first, you so know, Conrad, go at it. Conrad, before, before, we, before we answer the questions, I got a question for you. Does she have a Riley Cooper jersey? I actually asked her that <laughs> about that question, and because uh, I said, "Well, one of the biggest uh, receivers on the team, Riley Cooper, a couple of years ago, made some racial slurs at a uh, concert uh, to a black person. Why aren't you, you know, bashing him? Because um, he's considered, if you're going along with this, he's considered a um, role model, and." Of course, she wasn't sure how to answer that. She's like, "Well, I didn't really, you know, think about that." And also, I also talked about like Ben. I also talked about like Ben Roethlisberger being charged for rape, and he's making millions of dollars and still in the league. Um, but she, like, so I mentioned all these people, but my main issue was the fact that it's like where I strongly disagree with her was about if you go to jail. You don't deserve to succeed after you get out of jail because you've made mistakes and didn't learn from it. And I feel like it's false on so many levels because I've had personal friends who have been to jail, who have been in the system in some sort of way negatively, and I've come out of it and are are being are lawyers, you know, are making great money, a lot of money, and still impacting their community in some way or impacting their friends in some way, you know. So I I disagree that on all levels because if that's the case then why aren't you saying it about drug addicts if your mom's an addict and she goes and gets clean and then she goes back and um is in a situation where she's uh goes into the same thing she was doing before goes back to rehab gets clean goes back so once she leaves rehab she's not allowed to be successful because you know she's a role model to your kids so if your kids are looking at your mom doing all this stuff she doesn't deserve it, you know. It's like saying like a kid who went to jail, or who went he went to jail for a felon at a young age, and served his time, got out of jail, did everything he needed to do, got into Yale, and went to law school there, took his bar exam, passed, but now has to fight for his licensure because they found out he's a felon. You know, it's stuff like that where it's like, at what point 
at what point does that where where is the fine difference you know of you know you give up all these rights as a as a u.s citizen for that eight months 25 years whatever time you know you're locked up don't see your family don't see anyone so that is my question what point Austin, you can take it um i guess i i just feel like my personal opinion I think it would be irresponsible of Mike Vick to not um, to not teach others about his mistakes. I mean, unfortunately, in life, there are so many people that make mistakes. But the good thing about those mistakes is that one person making a mistake can stop thousands of others from making that same mistake. And so now, if you're in a situation where you eliminate, uh, you know, Mike Vick's platform. Uh, you you don't give him the opportunity to have a chance to play in the league again. Then you eliminate the opportunity for him to impact lives of hundreds and thousands, even millions of people in a positive way. Because now he's now we're in a situation where he's an activist for for you know animal rights and and speaks about why it's wrong to do what he did. But you know if you take her approach you eliminate that opportunity for people to learn about a subject that nine out of ten times they probably didn't even care about in the first place. And so to say to say that he should lose his quote unquote privileges of being a star athlete is wrong. And 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 you know, you, you got athletes that, like you said, have, have raped women that have done like uh what's his name? Ed Hardy. He raped his girlfriend and threw on a bed, threw on a bed full of guns. But what happened? Jerry Jones signed him, and he got an opportunity to play in the, in the NFL again. And so it's like, you know, does he deserve another opportunity? Uh, Ray Rice obviously doesn't have another opportunity to play in the league. And so it's like, you know, you see these mistakes that people make, and if you eliminate them from being able to get a platform to speak out against what they did previously, then you don't you don't help anyone else out. Yeah, yeah I, I guess my issue, like, when you sent this with her is like, hey, are they not a human being anymore? Like, are we saying that they're less than because they've made this mistake? They've they've served their time in our in our system uh, that we think is great. Um, and now they come out and they're successful yet they are never quite equal in your eyes, which kind of sounds familiar. But I wonder, like, I would I would wonder how she feels if her favorite players, which we've already mentioned a few, and if she gave her thoughts on, hey, if these people were prosecuted and sent to jail and served their time, but they came back and played for your team, if she would feel different or if she felt any other type of way, like, I mean, I always hear everybody uses, um, uh, I can't pronounce his name, but Big Ben. Ben Roethlisberger. As an example. Yeah, there it is. Uh, <laughs> for all accounts, he's a piece of shit. Okay. <laughs> and no one likes to say that. All right. No one wants to say that. Uh, let's see the difference between him and Vic. Oh, yeah, it's a few. Uh, <laughs> you know, one is glorified, one is vilified. Uh, and I, I just, I give, I, I'm, I'm one proud of you, Conrad, that you can have a conversation with her. It sounds like it was late at night, which, you know, hey, 
kudos to you for being able to stick it out with her. Um, but two, it makes me feel like, what do people actually, what do they actually want to get out of those conversations? Like, what do you want me to take away from your hatred of a human being because he made a mistake in his life or he did something stupid and and had to serve time because of it? Like, what do you think, like, what do you think is going to be the value of me hating that person now um, because of this mistake they made? Like, if I were to go, you can always use this example. If I were to go into or behind the scenes in your life when your doors are locked and you're behind closed doors and doing some messed up stuff, you know, what if I use that against you? How would you feel? Uh, there is a Bible verse I could throw in here. But I don't know it, and I'm not about to. I'm not about to get in trouble or get caught up. Hey, you know you got uh, the bishop. You know you got, you got the bishop songs on. I'm about to say oh. Austin. <laughs> I ain't gonna put him on a spot either. But <laughs> if you want to jump in, uh, uh, there is a verse that basically says, "Like, look, uh, 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 he basically don't throw yeah, stones at glass, stone isn't it?" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Rev. Come on, Rev. Come on, Rev. I mean, come on, like you are not you are not better than any other person, uh, because they've basically been caught in their mistake versus you uh not being caught in that mistake. So she sounds like trash, though. Come on, let's be honest. It sounds like what? <laughs> you know, like turns out it's Conrad's cousin. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Wait, no, I mean, <laughs> let's be. I mean, like, okay, like everyone has, of course, their uh, vision or opinions and talks like that. And granted, like I said, it was <laughs> there were a lot of emotions, and I'm sure there was um, drinking and um, fueled the debate and. Open a lot of things people probably would not say when they're sober and they said they're sober. So, which I enjoyed that part because even if we had that conversation, it opened someone, someone, someone left with an op- with like a question mark above their head. And um, so, whether or not they went home and thought about what they said, um, whether they didn't, I'm still happy to have those conversations because they're still going to think about that in their daily lives and. Um, so, to I'm sorry, Ron. I'm not even sure. What did you think about that? Before I move on to the second part of that question. Oh no! Actually, we go ahead and keep it moving. Right. So I, I really ain't got too much to add about the echo, hey, you guys. Before, so before, <laughs> before you move on, Ron, Brian, it's, it's John chapter eight verse seven. It says, "Let any one of you who is there without sin be the first to throw a stone." See, come on, Ron. <laughs> Thank you. You knew where I was going, yeah. though. See, that's why you're my yeah, boy. <laughs> so, hey, so the second Thank part you. is, <laughs> so do you think athletes or public figures have the obligation to be role models? Because that was one of her biggest biggest um, arguments was like, because they're role models. But to me, I'm like, they don't have to be a role model. There's nothing, even... As individuals, there's nothing in our lives that has to say you have to be a role model. You know, yeah. didn't a lot Charles of people Barkley, say live your life. Say that again. Didn't Charles Barkley say he didn't want to be a role model or something like that? Yeah, and he got heckled for it. Yeah, 
he got talked about for it. But if you think about it, a lot about a lot of people say live um, live life by examples. It doesn't say live life by your role model. It doesn't say live life by you picking who is the best athlete and you have to be by them. In fact, Jared said that if you need a role model or an athlete or a superstar to tell you how to live your life when you have never interacted with those people in your life, go read a book. Go read a damn book. Because they these people are <laughs> these people are living their lives. They're millionaires, right? You choose you choose your role model. Your role model doesn't choose you. You know, because the reason I feel like you choose a role model is because you have some values in your life right now you wish that you believe are similar to them or want to be similar to them. So, like, for instance, if you're in high school and you are playing a sport and you pick a favorite athlete and you want to do exactly what they you want to become a professional athlete. So you choose like, hey, I want to be a LeBron James when I grow up. So you depend, you choose your role model. But LeBron doesn't come to you and say, I'm going to be your role model today. You know, he does. His, I think he's as he goes out and plays and does things in the community that shines light on other people. And they're like, oh, he's a good role model. But I don't think anyone has an obligation to be a role model. And people are like, well, teachers. Well, yeah, teachers, a teacher can teach and impact your life and still not be want to be your role model. Because. I've had teachers that have taught me a lot of things, but I would not say once I leave the classroom, I want to be like that. So what y'all think about that? I uh, I disagree a little bit because I like the argument, and I've heard that many times. You hear it a lot with a lot of music artists. Usually it's with hip-hop stars. Like, oh, I didn't set out to be a role model. To me, once you're a public figure and you put yourself out there for other people to buy you, in some way, you are kind of selling yourself as a person to model after. That And look, rather it's smart or rather it's something you should do, that's up to, up for debate, I guess. And I think that debate should happen in your home. Um, but look, if you are a popular figure, look, we ain't that popular yet, but this podcast is getting out there. We're putting our points of views out there. Some people are going to model their opinions after what we're seeing on this on this podcast. So in in a way we are role models and I think that you should govern yourself accordingly. Like look, you are you are LeBron James. You are oh my god, why did this why was the second name that came in my head Kodak Black? That is bad. That's why. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but look, if you are those people who who this this generation, this person is choosing to follow after or support, then you have some responsibility to that person. It may not be what you want. I think you do. I think you do because you I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. Um I was listening to this interview the other day. Um I, I think I said on the podcast how I have this new, like, uh, attraction to Howard Stern Radio. And Insane Clown... Look, okay, follow me. Insane Clown Posse was on the show. And I don't know much about them. I know they're from from a part of Michigan. But they have a group that follows after them. And they call themselves the uh, Juggernauts or something like that. Juggalos. Well, here's what's happened because of this. 
the U.S. government has now deemed that the Juggalos are an official gang. So people who follow after this group are saying are not being accepted for jobs. They're being turned down for housing and they feel like they're being discriminated against because they are part of this group of people. Well, the insane clown posse could easily say, well, that has nothing to do with us. We make music. We go to shows. We go to festivals. They choose to follow us. Has nothing to do with it. But they understand that, hey, they've created. Hey, I'm hey. not going there. <laughs> <laughs> not going Shout there. Shout out to my girl for you. But look, they've. Tr- they've created this so now what they're trying to do is support these people who have chosen to support them and i think that's how it goes is that hey if you if you put yourself out there you put your message out there you put your talents out there and people choose to support you and you choose to kind of buy into that support that, hey, now you are a role model to those people. But it's not their obligation. So it doesn't work. It's not their obligation. It's their choice. That was the thing. It's not a, it, It's not an obligation. It's their choice. You have the choice to become I think as soon as you buy into it, you're obligated to support them. What as do you mean support As soon as you buy into it, you're obligated to support them. What do you mean by that? If you buy into it. If you buy into your supporters, you put a name over them, you, you speak to them, you promote to them. You now have bought into these group of people as followers of you. That's how I feel. You think Janet? If you tell me to buy a jersey, yeah, go, come on. Yeah. You, think, you think Janet knows you and cares about you to be a role model to you? I think Janet has targeted me as a fan. I get emails from her every day to go to her <laughs> shows. If Janet fucks up tomorrow and says some bullshit. Then look, a lot of people are going to be looking at me like, what the hell? You support this person. You think the same thing. Well, damn, Janet, you let me down now as a supporter of yours. Yeah, I do think it works like that. As a supporter, not as a role model. You're not using the role. You keep saying, you've been saying fan or supporter, but you've never said role model. I think a fan or a supporter of yours, you are now their role model. In return, see that's unfair to say. That's how I look at that's it. That's unfair to say because you can't control who's gonna support you or not. No, that's so true. It's like then, but if they're supporting you, sharing the same message that you're sharing, then what's the problem? Like you don't, there's no point. You don't have to like conf- confirm that they're supporting you. They're saying the same thing you're saying. Okay, so all right, so when we say role model in this case, are we saying like your overall lifestyle? Because it's like like LeBron James could be the greatest basketball player of all time, but his lifestyle may suck. And so it's like, LeBron James is my role model. It's like, well, is he your role model when it comes to basketball, or is he your role model overall when it comes to life? Because he lives a pretty jacked up life. And so I I think the term role model is used extremely loosely, and I forgot who brought it up. That's the importance of like reading books and getting to know these people on a personal level before you deem them your role model. Like, for example, all my life, I've been a huge Magic Johnson fan. Like, Magic Johnson is the greatest basketball player to ever live. Don't at me. Don't argue me on that. But uh, Magic, Magic, (laughs) I can honestly say that Magic is my role model, and I'm so confident in saying that because I read his book that he wrote, and I got a chance to, like, know his life story. 
you know, I got a chance to see what his life was like growing up after he made his mistakes, you know, sleeping with all those women and contracting and con- contracting HIV, the HIV virus. You see how he was responsible with it and became a spokesperson for this thing that America just shut the door to. And so it's like I look at that and can, and I can honestly say Magic Johnson is one of my role models. Why? Because I did the research to get to know him on a personal level. I think that's what people need to do before they deem somebody their role model. I 100% agree with you, Austin, that everyone needs to do that research. I I don't change my my opinion that, hey, once they choose to follow after you, once you have chosen to follow after Magic, he has some type of obligation to you to continue to, to walk in that path that you've chosen to follow. A perfect example is what's going on now in Hollywood with this whole Harvey Weinstein story. And now they're saying that, hey, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, you need to speak out against this man because you've allowed him to support you for so many years. It's the same thing. Like, I've chosen Barack Obama as a role model. Am I going to change my support in him because he chooses to let these type of people support him? Like, once once I've followed after your path, or I followed after your, or I'm I'm choosing to support you now. You in you are now my role model. I've 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 made you my role model, and you have to do right by me. That's the unfortunate yeah, think, side of of fame, in my opinion. And that's why I keep saying that you keep saying I choose. Like the fan, the person who's out there is. I don't think they're obligated to be role models. I still agree. I still stand by that. Like I don't think an athlete is obligated to be a role model. Like. His duty. So I guess they are because they really don't get a choice. It's because we put it on them. So too. like, like, why do a lot of people don't want to yeah, be famous? Do. Because everything is on them, right? But they're not. It's not like their job. It's not like most. Of, I mean, a majority of athletes probably do this, but when they're signing their contract, they're not thinking about. Oh, I'm signing this contract to be a role model. I'm signing this contract to get this money. But it comes with the job. Huh? It's a part of your job, basically. Like when you take a certain job, it your perception and the way you're viewed is going to be uh, adjusted. So even if it's sent down to like the cops and the firemen, the lawyers, and everyone in our community, we look at them on a higher level than we look at like the janitors, for instance. So they have a level that they didn't necessarily sign up for when they took that job, but now we look at them a certain way. And when you're a pop star or a celebrity or an athlete you will get that same thing assigned to you on a much higher level because it's bigger than just your community. Now you have the whole nation looking at you. So regardless of whether you wanted it or not, you signed up for it when you took that job. Y'all decided to cover it. That's what it is. Like I didn't sign up for it. Y'all just decided to cover it. Kind of no, like, that's that not true. But you knew that we would. You knew. And if you make a song and then people play it, you can't say, oh, y'all decided nah, to play it. I didn't know y'all was going to do that when I made I, the song. I'm not talking about music. I, you know, <laughs> I make music so people can't hear it. But, I mean, you look at a Mike Vick. Mike Vick said, man, I, it's been my dream to play in the NFL. All I want to do is get to the league and play quarterback in the NFL. And then what happened after that? Everybody else decided that, oh, we're going to follow him. We're going to follow him. This is this. And it's like you can't control that. You can't control the stories that people cover. I think a great example of controlling your – I guess controlling your image is Marshawn Lynch because it was like he never gave the media opportunity to draw any perception of, of himself because he was so mysterious in who he was as an individual 
And then in turn, what happens is his teammates, his teammates spoke about all the things that he's done in Oakland. You know, all like the stuff he, all the things he's done for his kids, for the kids in Oakland. And so now, because he didn't allow us media followers to draw up a perception of what he should be, we get to know who Marshawn Lynch genuinely is. I mean, we can say that because we we like who Marshawn Lynch genuinely is. But if we found out that Marshawn Lynch was Mike Vick, then we wouldn't be able to say those things about him. Yeah, I think as soon as you choose, to your point earlier, look, if you just love to play football and that's what you want to do, then go do it. But as soon as you sign into that National Football League, you have signed into, into hey, you are now the face of a team. You are now you. Whenever you speak, you're speaking for a team. That's why they can never give an interview. They can never go somewhere and not be the face of whatever they're representing. And unfortunately, I think it is unfortunate. But you are now a representative of that thing, and you are now a role model for some somebody. And I know that people may be uncomfortable with it. I would be uncomfortable with it, but hey, this is what you signed up for. To Ron's point, this is this is what you signed up for. You wanted this. This is what comes with it. Okay, so let's transition. I feel like it's a good transition uh, to the next spot because since we're talking about public figures and athletes, um, Ron, what you got? <laughs> Ron, what you got? What you got to say going into this? <laughs> All right, so last person we need to talk about tonight is the one and only Cam Newton, who has put himself in the headlines again for making comments that most people or that a lot of people didn't agree with. So we don't think we need to go into too much of the details. I think the story has been out there long enough where people are pretty familiar, but for just for anyone who has no idea what's going on, essentially Cam Newton, quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, had a post-game interview where he made some comments that were viewed as being disrespectful towards women in the way that he talked about a woman asking him a question about running routes. So I'm not going to quote him exactly because I forgot what his exact words were. But essentially he was saying that he's not used to hearing women talk about routes and he spoke upon it in a way that made it seem like she really had no place. Well, I'm not going to actually, I'm not going to actually, you know, force my opinion on what he said. I'll just leave it at that. So, I mean, what do you guys think about the whole situation? Do you think that he was wrong? Do you think the backlash? What do you think about the backlash, his apology, all of it? What are your thoughts? I, uh, so, I, I think the apology was definitely sincere. I mean, the fact that he was transparent enough to um, to bring up his mom, his daughters, and, you know, acknowledge everything. I, I, I honestly felt that the uh, apology was sincere. Um, I know the biggest thing that I've been seeing about it is everybody was saying his comments were sexist. Um, I mean, you know, people, you know, don't, y'all don't unfollow this podcast for me saying this. But I think saying that, saying that it was, he was, his comments were sexist is a reach. Was it disrespectful? Was it degrading? Absolutely. But a sexist, I wouldn't take it as far as saying he was being sexist by saying that. So how do you separate the two? How do you say it was disrespectful and degrading, but it wasn't sexist? Okay, so, so, uh, for example, here, here's an example of what sexist is. Of, and this is my definition. Sexist is, so Mr. Cam Newton, um, Devin Punches, 
he was running a skinny post last week. <laughs> it's so funny hearing women talk about routes. Like, what you know about routes? Women don't play football. You're not supposed to know about nothing like that. I, when you when you go that far, I think that's sexist. But then all he said was, it's funny hearing women talk about routes. And Conrad, I'm not, you know, trying to steal your thunder, but Conrad, me and Conrad, we were texting earlier, and he brought something up. Uh, he said, you know, if a man has, like, nice decor at his apartment, and the woman says, you decorated this? Wow. You know, nobody nobody thinks anything of that. But it's the same context in which Cam Newton said, it's funny hearing women talk about routes, just like some women. It's funny knowing that men know how to decorate houses. It's funny knowing that men know how to cook. See, I got to I gotta disagree with that completely, though. I don't think it's the same context at all, because this woman was at her job. She wasn't just a woman on the streets talking to Cam Newton about routes. She was a sports analyst. Like, she covers that team every week. Like this is like this is like like if as a black black person you in a, you on Wall Street and someone's like oh it's funny hearing a black person talk about stocks and bonds like no I'm at my job I'm supposed to know about this this is why I'm here. I think for me this is why because I mean I remember I texted Ron we were talking about it and I try to see how I try to give because I'm a Cam fan um, he's said a lot of things and but he's. He's also done a lot of great things, but I try to find a way to like look to see how his comments. But what he said was was trash, and um, he said what he said, and he can't change that. Um, and the thing is, I think though the backlash after that to me was yes, I think it was a little blown out of proportion. Um, I think it was the way it was handled, and um, what people were talking about him. I'm not trying to say Cam was. I'm not trying to save Cam for what he said. He said what he said. But the way people reacted to him after that was kind of where I was like, eh. And the reason I agree with uh, what Austin said earlier, and I still agree with you, Ron. Yes, she is in her workplace. But I think what, what uh, Austin was trying to depict is the way the word sexist is used when it comes to a male saying stuff such as what he said and when it's sexist when a woman says a woman says something to a male. And the reason I use those examples is because, okay, she's, yes, she's at her job, but isn't, aren't those comments still sexist? If a woman tells you, oh, wow, you know how to take care of a kid for a man, or wow, I'm surprised you know how to cook dinner, because I've been put in those situations. And I think in our group chat, we heard someone, um, we've heard, uh, we've heard someone asked in our group chat about, um, wouldn't you be surprised if, your girl changes your tire. Like someone said, it'll be it'll be different if you you found a girl and she was in a car and she wrote was changing your tire because it's tech like it's a typically it's a man's thing to do to change a tire. Blah 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 blah. But if we were to say, "Dang, surprising, change the tire," we'd be considered sexist, saying a sexist comment. So that, that's why I feel like it's so hard when the word sexist nowadays is so is used so frequently and so fast that I don't know if sometimes people are using it in the right context. And I don't know if people are using also in the wrong context because you hear it back and forth. And even when you look up the word sexist, it's usually typically used against women. And it's I always, you always see that in the workplace. You always see that everywhere. But as far as Cam's situation, he said what he said. And he did disrespect women. He did say a comment that was derived as uh, sexist. Um, but I still won't. He made a mistake. He did. And I'm not going to. I'm still going to support him as a person. He's a human being. 
He sticks his, he makes mistakes. He, and people are saying, well, he, he made this apology after he lost his sponsor. Okay. So because he lost his sponsor, he can't be sorry. Um, and I feel like we depict these athletes as like non-humans. Like they can't make, they can't do anything wrong. And if they do something wrong, we have to use them as examples and, you know, throw their, cause all, all these tweets are like, oh, I'm a Cam fan and I'm going to burn his jersey and I'm going to do all this. I'm never watching Cam Newton again. And okay, if you were that offended by him, that's great. Um, but a lot of the people who were saying all that stuff, I highly doubt they follow him that much in the first place. Um, I, f- I feel like sometimes their society and the way social media drives a lot of things, but I genuinely think he was sincere in his apology. I hope he, he learned from his mistakes and he's going to better himself. Um, so that's just my take on it. And I just feel like I hope that he doesn't, um, he uses his platform for better to continue what he did before old cam, you know, with what he did with being, being just him and being happy and being excited to play football and giving balls to kids and, um, you know, going against what the league would do, would say he couldn't do such as those things of like sharing the ball with the kids. Like that's the stuff I, I like cam for. And, but I'm still not going to, I'm still going to say he was wrong, but at the same time, I'm not going to like just backlash him like as if he's not a human being and he didn't make a mistake. So that's how I think it. Yo, what happened to I, Cam? <laughs> wait, can I just say something Go ahead. to Cam? I want to just talk to Cam. Hey, Cam, you were stupid. This is not the first time you've been stupid. You've said dumb shit in the past. You're going to say dumb shit probably this weekend and you're going to say it in the future. I think... Everybody just needs to call it for what it is. I can't believe that people are trying to defend his words as if, oh, but you shouldn't take it like that. He was talking to a woman in an NFL locker room and saying, I can't, it's funny hearing women talk about routes. How do you not say that's sexist? Like, come on. Like, come on. And he's done this in the past. That's the thing. Like, this is not the first time. It's the first time it's probably been on camera in front of the national audience. And yeah, it's the first time that, that he's received as much, ba- as much backlash. But this dude has said stupid stuff in the past. And you can be a fan of somebody and still say, dog, that was kind of stupid. What's wrong with you? And I just, we, like, I feel like if we got to that place where we stopped trying to, uh, defend on either side and just say, yeah, you're right. I was, if his apology, and look, he had a good apology. Whoever filmed it, they did a good job. It was the, the nice soft lighting and a dark room. It was so serious. And he brought up his mom, which is always great. And this, whatever. But look, so, so obviously, you know, came obviously, out like, so obviously you don't think if Cam would have came out and said, no, I thought it was sincere, but come on, it was so staged. That's it, that's it was staged. That's come on, that's the issue I have. That that prime example right there. So it's like you like you get upset at him because his apology was quote unquote staged. But then if he no no no, that's not why I'm but upset. Then, but then if he doesn't apologize, oh, he's terrible for what he said. It's like darn if you do, darn if you don't. It's like at the end of the day. No like, no no. Then, well yeah, but but Austin. But Austin, what, either way it should be. Because either way you made a mistake. Regardless of if you apologize, I don't have to like then support you after that. You were dumb at the start of it when you opened your mouth and said what you said. And you're still dumb 
when you apologize. Because guess what? The whole thing was dumb to begin with. So then, and my thing is, if Cam would have just came out and said, look, I said what I said. It was dumb. And I realized it. Thanks for bringing that did. to my attention. That's and I won't. Did. No, it had. OK. OK. Yeah, it is. But it, it, it came it, a week later. It no, came it after he lost advertisers. It came after he lost advertisers. And look, it felt very scripted. Now, let, let's face facts. The, look, if he would have felt this way for real, it would have came, he would have said it that night, that day. Cam has many resources. He could have, that was the top trending topic on top of what the hell the 45th, 45th president of this country has been saying about your league. You out, you out stupefied the most stupid person in this country right now. And you decided to wait days to come out and go against what you what you said. Like, come on, you can do better. You can do better. That's my thoughts. But Cam's gonna be fine. No, I was just saying Cam's gonna be fine. I was talking to some people and they were like, oh my god, he's gonna get kicked out the league. He's gonna oh, he's gonna lose all his money. He'll never play again. I'm like Every other NFL player in the league has said something sexist, okay? If that's what the rule is to get kicked out the league, then let's just get rid of football. And let's get rid of, how about this? Let's get rid of every other sport uh, because they all do it. Cam's going to get slapped on the wrist. He's going to lose that one endorsement. Guess what? Next year, he'll pick up two. He beat the Lions this weekend. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. Hey, don't bring Go out there and do your job. I know, but he went out there, he did his job, and here's what I guarantee. In two weeks, I ain't going to even say a month, in two weeks, especially if he wins this weekend, this will be this won't even be a story. And if if he somehow makes it to that Super Bowl, which I definitely won't be watching, it will be a bullet point on the screen that hey, this is how Cam played after adversity and here's how great of an athlete he is. That's how our society is right now. So, look, he was dumb. He admitted he was dumb. And I just, I, I, I what I do agree with that we, this was all overblown. Uh, I think he should have been called out and she, he should have been reprimanded. And we can just move on. Like, oh, another dumb athlete. Go figure. Let me make myself clear. I don't condone what Cam Newton said at all, listeners. I know it sounds like I do, but I definitely do not condone what he said, he needs to grow up and be a little more mature and realize he can't say things like that. So I just wanted to make that clear, listeners. Yeah, I mean, I don't think any of us are supporting him like that, but those are the those are the discussions that come up on it's, this man's podcast. You know what I'm saying? It's funny so here, Brian. Listen about sports. Well, so let us. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I took a lot of shots on this podcast, but I'm gonna be all right. <laughs> and the good, good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay. okay, all right, man. I think we can go ahead and get out of here. We've been talking to ourselves for a minute now. <laughs> Let's go ahead and wrap it up. I'm gonna pass it up to you first, Austin. You got anywhere you want to holler at you at? Uh, yes, man. You can find me on Instagram at Austin. That's A U S T O N J O nine. Austin J O nine. Um, uh, follow uh, my fiancés and I. Our travel page is Black Adventures Six, and on Facebook, uh, please go and search Meals Without Meat. Uh, my fiance and I, you know, we have our um, 
you know, like a vegan cooking page. We show people different recipes. A couple of those recipes on there are mine. The hands you see in the in the videos are my hands, so I cook a little bit. Um, so yeah, that's where you can find me. Wow, you can cook, bro. It's funny seeing a man cook vegan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to send out a tweet from behind the scenes, and it only made it worse. <laughs> you got to wait about at least two weeks for your apology. <laughs> I got you on the. I got you on right, the Kyle, camera, I'm man. Get at you. Hey, Austin, I got you in the film, bro. I got the right setting. You know, I'd be editing photos and stuff. Uh, <laughs> Appreciate that. Hey, you can uh, follow me on uh, Twitter at that fella underscore Connie. Uh, you can reach me on uh, Instagram at Big C22. You can also reach me on Facebook at Who's Man's Podcast and uh, go ahead and like our page. Hey, still love y'all, man. Still enjoying this. I know some of y'all are like, Ooh, they, were, they were at it today. I don't know if we're going to have another episode. So I can come back next week some more stuff. Um, so. Enjoy your weekend. Go out, do something. Go enjoy the weather if you can. I don't know how the weather is up there in Michigan, but if you're listening from Michigan, take advantage of the weather and uh, be blessed. Hey, All don't right, catch me, soccer, catch, catch God. All right, read the Bible so you can be more like Austin. Thanks, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Ebron, Eric Ebron, Eric Ebron need to catch passes. That's the oh, only yeah. person that should be catching something right now. Word. Uh, okay. All right, if y'all want to get out of here, no, I'm good. I'm just happy Austin's here. That's my boy. Hey. All right. If y'all want to get at me, catch me on Twitter at TaylorMadeLife or hit me up on any of our uh, social media pages. I check all of them, so you definitely, my eyes will see it. Other than that, we can go ahead and head up on up out of here. Appreciate you coming through, Austin. Definitely held that down. Well, it was good talk. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Michigan State beat the Gophers. Swag, 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 swag. Hey.